I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to my perfect console of the year. A very special episode of the podcast this week. If you've been paying attention, then over the last couple of months, I've been inviting you, the listeners, to vote in a series of head-to-head votes to establish which of my 52 brilliant guests put together the finest console of the year. Uh, Each week, you have been voting in numerous head-to-heads and the public was able to vote on the first three rounds of the tournament and then from the quarterfinals onwards it was Patreon supporters were voting and I'm pleased to say that we have not only reached the final stage we have completed the final stage and today's episode is to talk all about who has won so yes if you've been paying attention then you will know that the final was between the comedian and writer Heather Ann Campbell and the video game designer Phil Fish. Heather Ann Campbell has recently written the finale to the current season of Rick and Morty and Phil Fish released Fez several years ago and he's working on more games at the moment. So yeah, sit back, grab yourself a glass of port or Baileys or whatever it is you enjoy at this time of year And we are going to dig into the winner, the exclusive winner of the inaugural My Perfect Console of the Year. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. How's your year been? Uh, Chaotic at best. Yeah. Uh, It seems like (laughs) the the last number of years have just been a crescendo of of crazy. Uh uh Now we're, I don't know if I hope it's, we're getting near the peak. Yeah. Well, is uh, is Fest 2 nearly done? 
<laughs> Which one? <laughs> the the hit console or the cancelled video game? Uh, yeah, well, both, I guess. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we should come to your console. So, so yeah, as you as you say, that your console's called Fez Two for the last <laughs> yes. uh, for the last three months. The good listeners to the podcast have been voting in a in a series of head to heads, and uh, your your console's in the final. Let's just go through your game choices. So we've got Ridge Racer Type 4, uh, Res, yes. Dishonored, Hitman World of Assassination, and uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm curious, um, are there any games this year that would have replaced any of those? Well, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom kind of de facto replaces Breath of the Wild because mm-hmm. it's, it's the same game but better. <laughs> right <laughs> they just redid the same game but added more stuff so it's it's gooder it is good yeah but like you know you wouldn't put both of these games on the same list you would pick one and i, I guess you would pick tears of the kingdom now because there's there's more stuff especially if you've never played the other one like that's my one problem with it is that it you know it feels quite a lot like the last one just in terms of the environments the animation just the way it looks and feels but there's just so much more to it that it's like I'm. It's the best DLC ever. It's so good that it's its own thing. Are there are there any people who are like staunch Breath of the Wild is better people? Do you think? I've I've heard the argument, yeah. But I think the argument only makes sense if you're playing both. If you've never played any, and somebody was asking me like, which one should I I start with? I would, I would probably tell them Tears of the Kingdom at this point because <laughs> you wouldn't tell someone to play go play two three hundred hour games. They're both really good. They both take hundreds of hours. Go play both of them. And they're very similar. You're going to recommend one over the other. Yeah. But if you played them in chronological order when they came out, uh, Breath of the Wild hits harder. Uh, uh, yeah. There's the, the the wonder of it, the surprise aspect, the the discovery of that landmass. When you go back to Tears of the Kingdom, it, the wonder isn't the same. You're, it's it's familiarity now, as you know this place, and that plays on a different angle. That's That's good, too. But in terms of like pure wow moments, Breath of the Wild, if you played it first, is just like, and it's such an amazing, you have to respect the the work that goes into innovating on that level in terms of working on a, a venerable franchise like Zelda and just coming in as like, hey, we're going to do everything completely differently and have it work that well. That of course the next one is going to be good because the, <laughs> the foundation has been laid by the previous one. So like it's, it's more important, but the amount of stuff that they added with the, the building and the, the physics system, just in awe of that being a thing on a switch at all. Uh, like it's this little portable tablet from like almost seven years ago that is somehow running this like super complex physics building editing system in this massive open world. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Yeah. This, I was, I was playing it last night in fact. And, um, I think it's probably the best looking game this year. There's just something about when you jump off one of those sky islands and you see the whole thing. I don't know if it's the way they handle the quality of the air or the light so that when you see things in the distance, it looks, it just looks really mesmerizing. Oh, it doesn't have that like harsh contrast look that some very high fidelity open world games have. Yeah. Even though if you look close, you can see that, you know, the models are a little poly, the textures are what they are. 
but as a whole, you look at the big picture and yeah, the, the sense of scale is, is just incredible. And it's, it is really beautiful. Like uh, it's the, the art direction carries that it's going to be beautiful forever. It's like, right. Uh, right. Wind Waker, you know, Wind Waker is still gorgeous. Yeah. Then you look at other games that came out that year and you can tell they, they came out that year. <laughs> whereas Wind Waker has just has this kind of timeless look. And I think yeah. Breath of the Wild has that same quality about it. Yeah. And it's interesting because now that they've done the second one, reusing the same landmass, and they've said going forward, this is the model. Like we're not going to be reinventing the wheel every Zelda like we used to, kind of. Like pretty much every mainline Zelda <laughs> was a complete new invention with like a new timeline, a new link, a new art style. <laughs> and I think it's cool that like, you know, they they're so good this time, the characters, the look of them. Uh, the world, everything is like, okay, this is the definitive Zelda going forward. I agree. Let's, <laughs> let's not fix something that's not broken. But now I wonder if they're going to do a third one. Is my wish, is what I would like to see for the third one, is they take that same landmass again and they just flood it. <laughs> and they make it, a, they make it a Wind Waker type thing again, where it's all the same recognizable like peaks, all the mountains, because there's so many mountains, right? There's so many high points on that map that yeah. if you just raise the water level to a certain level, you would end up with like all these islands and I think it'd be interesting to revisit that concept, but with the the Breath of the Wild kind of open sandbox mm. mentality applied to it. It sounds like you're advocating for another underwater temple, which I can't get behind, Phil. I don't get <laughs> why people hate the water temple so much. I think it's a good dungeon. <laughs> it's fine. Well, it's fine, yeah. Well... Let's. Uh, I, we're, we're at risk of turning this into a Zelda episode, yes. which it's not. It's all about you, Phil. So let's all about your console, at least. Um, so I think we're gonna. Yes, which doesn't play the game we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to keep Breath of the Wild. I think for to keep within the rules of the yeah, yeah, the yeah. competition. But um, yeah, let's look at some of the people you've defeated. So in the in the tournament, you took out Kelsey Lewin from the video game. Uh, History Foundation, or formerly of the Video Game History okay. Foundation, then the the VO actor Jennifer Hale, who I think you're a fan of, right? Yeah, that was a that was a bit of a shock to me. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, Jennifer Hale. You're you're my favorite. I have no hard feelings. I hope <laughs> uh, you also took out two novelists, uh, Naomi Alderman and Grace Curtis, um, as well as the graphic novelist Brian Leo Malley, who in a <laughs> in a curious twist was responsible for the cover art for your yeah. game Fez. So, um, sorry, Brian. <laughs> I asked Brian about how that came about. Let's uh, let's hear it from your side of point of view. How did you how did you get in contact? I forget exactly how it. I think we met at there was the I forget what it's called the Toronto Comic something something uh huh a big <laughs> big comic book convention in Toronto that was happening at the same time as some other game thing that I also can't remember what it was called. I was in town for a game thing, and all the comic book people were also in town. At the exact same time, like hanging out at the same bars. Right. And um, I think he was one of the guys from Capybara that was like, hey, meet Brian Lee O'Malley. It was like, holy shit. Like I had read Scott Pilgrim and I was a fan. I was like, wow, cool. And he had heard about Fez and he was excited about that. This is obviously before the game came out. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. Awesome. Uh, and we just kind of uh, hit it off and exchanged emails, I think. And sometime later, he asked me if I wanted to design the cover for his next book really which of course i i said yes yeah <laughs> and unfortunately that book ended up uh, not materializing 
which is a shame. I'd read the, it was just in script form at the time. And I read the yeah. script and it was really cool. It was this kind of like sci-fi futuristic thing. And so I did the cover for the book. Uh, it was this big kind of uh, like geometric, minimal, like a brain pattern sort of thing. And then when the project that ended up not materializing, he was like, hey, sorry, if I can do anything, you know, I, I owe you one sort of thing. And I was like, sure, make the cover for my game. And he's like, okay. Cash that in immediately. Yeah, and like immediately. I was like, please make the cover for my game. Because uh, I figured he would, you know, he would get all the references that I was going for. I wanted that kind of like Japanese Mario box art uh, with the character, with the the world featured behind it and some kind of like fish islands. If I knew exactly what I was talking about. Uh, and so it was a pretty smooth process, just a couple of iterations back and forth before we landed on the, the final cover. And, you know, that's been our, that's been our cover ever since I haven't changed that. It's our key art for everything. Whenever we have like a shop banners and sales. Uh, so again, thank you, Brian, for that. Oh, that's so cool. Someone needs to update the Wikipedia pages as a result of th- that anecdote. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Um, oh, that's brilliant. Well, okay, so yeah, you beat uh, Brian, your your fellow Canadian, and he's he's gone as well. So for the final, you are up against Heather Ann Campbell. Right. Her, she wrote the finale for the Rick and Morty that's season that's just aired, I think, like last week. Awesome. So, um, her console's called The Only Play. Her games are Tetris, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, The Last of Us Part 1, Fortnite, and Disco Elysium. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of her console? That is a very interesting eclectic uh i'm i'm struggling to find like a through line <laughs> that connects them right um but i mean tetris yeah that's i almost put that on mine also uh that's that's a forever game that i'm still playing frequently uh disco elysium i haven't played that's on my that's on oh, my pile haven't? of shame no mm-hmm. that's the, the big shame there uh looks amazing well, you should do that over the holiday i think you need to get on that yeah um Especially, I'm. I've been discovering the 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 CRPG recently, which is not a genre that I <laughs> uh, have a lot of familiarity with. <laughs> I'm playing Rogue Trader right now. And that's like my my kind of nice uh, initiation. I, I was talking about that with a friend, and I was like, "Does Kotor count as a CRPG?" And I guess it does. It you know it runs on D and D logic. It does the pause constantly thing, <laughs> big party. Because I was like, is World Trigger my first CRPG ever? Yes, right, right, right. And what about Baldur's Gate 3? Does that count? Or is that just... I haven't played that one yet because I'd never played any of the other Baldur's Gate or any games like that before. So, like, I... It just didn't mean anything. It looks awesome. Like, everybody says it's real great. It looks really... uh, It looks very deep, very intricate. Like, the, the amount of flexibility it seems to give you in terms of, like, talking to squirrels and things like that. (laughs) I'm intrigued, uh, but like I'm not a and d nerd. I don't know anything about that world. Uh, whereas Warhammer is a universe that I've been getting into the last couple of years. And like I don't play the game, but I just watch lore videos when I start playing this thing that is, it's only, it's just lore. It's lore and then there's XCOM combat. And I'm enjoying that a lot. So yeah, uh, now I'm even more curious to play Disco Elysium, which seems to be a take on that with all the combat removed yeah. but i yeah like that that kind of isometric top down uh lots of lots of text i never played those games growing up uh probably because of a language barrier sort of thing they weren't necessarily right. available uh okay and then what else so there's also um street fighter 3 are you into fighting games that's a very specific one i wonder why 3 
Uh, which which three? Well, there's a lot of threes. Yeah, I put it down as third strike because that's the final inter- iteration. But I think she picked it because early in her sort of improv, when she was learning all of that, she was playing. There was like an arcade machine near to where she was doing right, that right. stuff. And okay, well, if so it's like a the, personal connection. Yeah. yeah, if you've had the arcade like stand up in person. Yeah, uh, I've had I've dabbled. I dabble in fighting games. Uh, right, yeah. I'm a big fan of the old ones. Uh, for the pixel art, yeah, the mm-hmm. the the craft that goes into these, the not just the characters but the backgrounds, the fighting mm-hmm. game backgrounds are like just some of the the best pixel art around. Yeah, so um, good. Yeah, I was talking to Brian about that actually because he was saying that he would spend time in the arcades looking at Capcom's backgrounds and then would come come home and try and draw them afterwards when he was a teenager. Yeah, they're so intricate and so so many little animations in the background. Uh, and th- that doesn't seem like much if you just think about it in terms of drawing those frames, but like just implementing that on a uh, Super Nintendo or whatever arcade board those things were running on. It's it's really impressive. Just the, the care and craft, yeah. the attention to detail that goes into these things. Uh, like I've never been a technical player. <laughs> I don't like I appreciate that. I can I can listen to people talk about the high level fighting play. And it's it's interesting to me, but like I don't. I can't perform at that level. I just, I just play for fun. But yeah, I've been growing up Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter. I've played a bunch, but none of them like, like fighting scene, scene stir. You know, I don't know what they call themselves. Fighting. What's the word? Fighting group. Fighting scene. Um. Uh. There's a word. There's like a three letter acronym that they call themselves. Oh, uh, like is the it, fighting. Oh, the FGC, the fighting game community. The FGC, yeah. the fighting game community. There you go. Uh, like I've never been involved in, in that. Um, but I've, I've played, I haven't played the last street fighter. That's also on my, my polish, oh, yeah, but great. I played all the other yeah. ones leading up to it. Yeah. Three was a good one. I played a lot of three on the Dreamcasts. Um, nice back then. And <laughs> again, that was just like me marveling as like, I had the, the cool character design, like how well they were animated. And- yeah. It was like the ultimate, I think it was what well, it was the final 2d street fighter game and it was you know all of capcom's oh yeah i guess it was from the 90s sort of coming to a head in that game so yeah but they really let loose in that one like all the characters were new and weird like really weird yeah and i i know at the time like street fighter hardcores some of them were like what is this Mm -hmm. what the hell is this yeah who are all these people why are you calling this street fighter 3 because at the time they had so many franchises they were they were putting out so many different fighting game universes it was like, why? Why are you making this Street Fighter? Yeah, nice. And then, yeah, just lastly, I guess I'm interested. Do you are you a battle royale player with Fortnite? Heather, Heather picked. I I tried Fortnite years ago before yeah. before it became what it is today. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not 100 sure what it is today. It seems to be a lot of it's like a mall now. <laughs> it's just like a place where things happen. Yeah, and everything is is. Uh, is temporary that's interesting like i've been you know i've been paying attention looking at it seeing it evolve and become this yeah this weird like it's like just a stage now yeah it is it's just a platform for for whatever whatever you want but when i played it years ago it was still like the there was only the build mode whatever you call it Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah now they've taken that out like i guess it's just a shooter 
uh, or it's back again now. Yeah, I don't know. They've just uh, they put the new. It's it's really popular again, is it? Because they just put the old map back in. And, it's back, uh, and they're also yeah. some now. Now people can make their own games within Fortnite and release them. Sure, a few people are doing that, aren't they? Like, yeah, it's been around long devs. enough that like the old the old Fortnite is back. The old school Fortnite is a thing, and it's back. Exactly. Yeah. But when I played it, it was just too much for me. Right. And I play shooters. I'm a shooter guy. Yeah. I love first-person shooters. Well, that's one thing. It's that that I didn't like about it. That it's not first-person. I don't like those third-person shooters in general. But the building was so, like, if it was just, like, take your time, build some stuff with friends, <laughs> that'd be awesome. But the fact that you're trying to do that and get shot at, the, it was yes. too much. Yeah, yeah. It's like build a cathedral while someone's shooting at you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, but the, the the general genre of uh, Battle Royale, <laughs> for me, it's been Apex. Yeah, I've right. been playing Apex for well, less recently because you know it's what three, four years old at this point. But played that one a lot. Like the first couple of years, that was my go-to game for a long time. So I I, I get the the Battle Royale, the general mechanics of it. Like I think that's it's a sound thing. I mean, obviously we're that's been here for a while now where we're starting to to move towards um like extraction and yeah. that's probably already starting to mutate into something else <laughs> fortnite has been like an interesting like academic thing to to look at from a distance and not right yeah not mess with too much yeah right yeah we're not going to see an affairs uh cameo i don't think in in the phone but i mean if they sure if they want to pay me for that i will let them <laughs> i'm sure they will i'm not opposed i'm not opposed to it uh epic <laughs> i'd buy, i'd get that skin running around with yeah. a fist yeah <laughs> yeah a little and you can put all the dances you can make gomez do the the whatever it's a it's a bizarre thing fortnite now and it's like i, I feel like i've aged out of it or something like it's mm, like right that one's that one's for the kids i'm not i'm not a kid anymore uh but i i get the appeal there's um Abby Russell, uh, frequent um, Nextlander collaborator, had a stream with the the guys there, and she was like, "I'm gonna introduce you to, or was it Giant Bomb? I think she was on Giant Bomb for that one. <laughs> anyway, it was her and Nextlander and or Giant Bomb guys who hadn't played Fortnite, and she's a big Fortnite fan. She's yeah. like, "I'm gonna introduce you to the game, and okay. you're you're gonna get it." And I watched, they had multiple streams and I watched them all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was Jerry Bob because Dan Riker was there. Seeing Dan Riker like get it at one point, like it clicked to mm-hmm. him for him. Like, oh, that's what Fortnite is. Right. Just yeah. All this dumb shit happening everywhere. Like you can hang glide. There's like these little mini games happening in separate areas. Everybody's Darth Vader or John Cena. <laughs> uh, like it's absurd. The absurdity of it that it's just like, like it is, it's the multiverse, right? Everybody tried to do the multiverse and they failed. Meanwhile, it was Fortnite all along where everything can coexist. It's the, it's the, it's the new space jam of video games. Every IP in the world cohabiting, doing all the dumb dances together. It's, it's, it's kind of beautiful in a weird, like, uh, late stage capitalism kind of way. Yeah. We did it. We finally achieved the ultimate IP slurry. <laughs> yeah. The brand singularity. Yeah, the brand singularity. Absolutely. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Great. Well, Phil, I'm, I'm very pleased to tell you that you are the winner. Oh! Your console, the Fez 2, oh my has God. defeated... 51 other consoles unbelievable and, yeah. Yeah, well so congratulations I, uh, thank you so much what an honor uh i'm glad that my 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 combination of just vibes mm-hmm. plus assassination <laughs> uh spoke to the people that's what the people want they want to just chill mm-hmm. and kill chill and kill wow you got it there that's the chill and kill <laughs> there you go that's it that's the vibe <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, I hope no one expects to see Fez to the game on the console. Uh, I just want to set things straight. I don't think it's fair to expect that game to appear on that console just because they happen to share a name. Uh, it's like buying a PlayStation 2 and being mad that you can't play a game called PlayStation 2 <laughs> on your PlayStation 2. That's not how it works. It's a bit like that. It's the name of the console. It's unrelated. There isn't a game called Fest 2. So it's like, I don't know what you're confused with. It's just the console. Mm-hmm. So if you put the uh, put the Konami code in, you're not going to get to play it. Uh, no, it explodes if you put in the Konami code. Do not put in the Konami code. Don't even try. It will self-destruct. Well, thanks, Phil. It's been lovely to hear from you as well this year, and I hope uh, I hope you do lots of interviews going forward. And uh, yeah, if, even if we don't see Fez 2, whatever's next, everyone's really looking forward to it as and when it arrives. Well, thank you. You got any uh, news on that you can give us? It would really help the podcast out. Uh, I, well... You know, I have a problem finishing things. I start things and I never finish them. <laughs> and I, I learned a lesson a long time ago to not announce things early. Mm-hmm. That, that was a problem with Fez. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a couple of things that I'm working on that I'm that I'm very excited about that I have like kind of rekindled certain passions. Right. Uh, that I'm super excited about, but I can't I can't put it out there yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um it's tiny though. It's a tiny little thing. Oh, that sounds um, good. So don't don't get your your hopes too high of it existing at all. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I'm I'm making stuff. Uh I'm making stuff and I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um and that's kind of that hadn't been true in a while. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But yeah, hopefully 2024 is going to be a good one for a bunch of different reasons that I cannot talk about. Um, but yeah, I, it, uh, I feel I feel energized and excited going into this year in a way that I haven't in the last, you know, three or four nightmare years. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very, I for one, am very pleased to hear that, Phil. And uh, Godspeed. Well, thank you so much. 
there we have it, Phil Fish, the victor, the winner of the first My Perfect Console of the Year knockout competition. Thanks so much to my guest, Phil. Thanks for coming back on, Phil. It was lovely to catch up. Uh, he seemed a bit more relaxed this time, probably because, uh, you know, I didn't ask any too difficult questions the first time, perhaps. Uh, I did try and uh, squeeze a bit more detail out of him about what he's working on at the moment. Uh, but, uh, you know, I did my best. So anyway, we'll have to look at it. Sounds like there's going to be some announcements next year. Perhaps even uh, some Fez skins coming to Fortnite, if anyone from Epic is listening. <laughs> that would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, thank you to all of you who voted in the in the tournament over the last few weeks. There were many, many of you who got involved and uh, I super appreciate it. I hope it's been a bit of fun. Of course, all my guest consoles are are special and, you know, lots of people were choosing, putting their, their consoles together, using games that mean something to them that are associated with powerful memories in their lives or transport them back to a particular time. Uh, of life and all of that stuff so they weren't necessarily playing to the gallery i don't think for a moment that phil fish or heather ann campbell were doing that either it just happens that they picked very popular games that are widely loved by many people just a quick note as well on heather i my original plan was to have both heather and phil on this episode and to speak to them both live and announce the winner Heather, unfortunately, would have loved to have, have taken part in that, but she's been quite unwell. And so um, we really wish her all the best at, uh, at this time of year. Um, she said, um, this is such a lovely opportunity and I'm so glad to be included, but I'm just not able to do it right now. So, uh, yeah, we wish uh, Heather every blessing this holiday time and hope that hope for a speedy recovery for her um, if she's listening and even if she's not of course if you'd like to to follow heather she is on social media she's on twitter and things like that you can follow her at heather ann campbell and uh, wish her well yourself uh, that she's he at heather campbell actually uh, so no, there's no ann uh, when you search for her uh, Phil Fish is no longer on Twitter and uh, if you want to hear why then you can go back and listen to my original episode with him uh, but he is on Mastodon I believe uh, where he posts under Polytron or, or Phil Fish one or the other you'll be able to track him down so you can send him a message and say how much you enjoyed his console as well if you like right okay I am going to be back again next week with the first of a couple of clip shows so just sharing some of my favourite moments from the first year of my perfect console. It should be a fun listen. It turns out that, you know, when you put these things together, you can find a few through lines and nice ways to group things together. So we've got people picking certain games by certain creators and then I've got those actual creators on and it's been lovely to be able to put some of those conversations side by side. So yeah, I do hope you'll join us for those episodes and then... I will be back again properly with year two of my perfect console towards the end of January. But more on that later. For now, I hope you're having a lovely day. And if you've got to take some time off, which I hope you have, then please be rested and well. All right, back soon.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.